You are now listening to the Underdog to Top Dog Show, where we sit down with some of the country's most inspiring underdog stories. Stories of persecution and loss, and succeeding under terrible circumstances that would take most out of the game. Click in and grab your journal. Here's your host, Rachel Tucker. So welcome everybody to this segment of Power On Your Life. And I am here with my coach. We call her Coach Tam, but the world knows her as Tamerlo, the number one success strategist. I'm just speaking from my personal experience, but she really can put that title behind her name. She is responsible for 500,000 business people being brought into the kingdom of God. She has coached over, coached and trained over 4 million people, world leaders included in that. And she's been such a blessing to my life. And so thank you so much, Tamara, for joining us um, on this Power On Your Life Summit. Tell me something good. It's an absolute delight to be with you. Um, Welcome to everybody. We're glad that you're joining us and we're so excited about this time that we have together and we are going to make it profitable for you to stay tuned because I know that that Rachel has some exciting stuff to share. I've got some gifts to give. We've got um, really just an inspiring story to share and uh, it's going to make a difference. So I encourage you to turn off your cell phones and close down other distractions and really focus. You know, you made this time to join us. Now let's really stay in the game here and let's use this time to advance the kingdom of God and accelerate your life. Mm, Yes. Yes. Awesome. So let's just get right into it. So uh, Coach Tam, why don't you just share with us a little bit um, about your journey up to to what you're doing now? Buckle in. Um, <laughs> it's, um, it's been really a, a crazy, exciting, awesome journey. And so I am going to, um, just give you the briefest of, of, uh, consolidation here. I was, um, I was raised in New Orleans, Louisiana. You guys know that's a party town. It's Mardi Gras all the time. And, um, from the age of 10, I was smoking pot with my neighborhood friends and quickly got into some drug use after that. I was, I would say I was a high school dropout, but I never actually made it past the eighth grade. And um, then at the age of 17, now there was a few years in there, I think like from 15 to 17, that's kind of a blur, you know, merciful God only knows what I was, you know, trouble I was getting myself into back in those days. But um, at 17, I was given a Bible for Christmas and, I knew that the person who gave it to me was going to ask me if I was reading it. And so I figured it's probably not cool to lie about reading the Bible. So I have to honestly read a little bit of it. And uh, I started reading in the book of John. I thought that it would be very boring and that I wouldn't understand it. And uh, even if I did understand it, it wouldn't have any practical relevance to my life. But I was actually very shocked and surprised that it was fascinating. The more I read it, the more I liked it. I couldn't put the book down. And in in about three weeks, I read the entire New Testament. Now I was still smoking pot and snorting coke and dropping acid the whole time, but I understood it. I understood the Bible, even on drugs, and it was in the King James Version. So, you know, that was a miracle. <laughs> and. Um, 
So that's how I got saved and very, very soon thereafter, I felt called to ministry because I saw what a tremendous change the power of God had made in my life. And I thought, well, then what else is more important than this? You know, is there anything else that, that would be more important to give my life to? And so I, um, I enrolled in Bible college. I got the first of five theological degrees that, that I have. And, um, and then in my early 20s, I felt called to something that at the time really didn't exist. We know it now as marketplace ministry. Uh, but at the time, there was even no term for it. And so I began to build a seminar company. And uh, I, was, I was married and um, uh, I have two kids. So I have two adult children, um, ages 26 and 21. And my 26-year-old now uh, is the president of my, my current company. And um, so we started doing... Um, big seminars called Get Motivated. And some of you may have even attended some of those events. They were citywide events. We took out full page newspaper ads. I had um, presidents, I had six US presidents on my stage. I had Super Bowl winning coaches and quarterbacks and actors and athletes and really a who's who. Like I've really met all of my heroes. If you were to, to uh, not right now, but later, uh, go over to tamarillo.com you can see pictures of me with Billy Graham and Mother Teresa and George W. Bush and George Foreman and Peyton Manning and you just name it. Like I've really, really met all of my heroes. And, and so I did that um, really very successfully for 20 plus years. And then I had um, a really pivotal event in my life. It was not something that I expected. It was not something that I wanted. Um, and it really devastated me. And that was that my uh, 23 year marriage came to a sudden and shocking and saddening end. And in, in that time, um, not only was my, my marriage and my family really destroyed, um, everything was destroyed. Like the, the um, we ended up selling the business to somebody else. And I, I told my partner at the time, this is not a good idea. This guy is gonna run the business into the ground and give him six months and this business that we worked 20 years for will be gone. And uh, I actually overestimated it. It only took him three months to do that. 200 employees out of work. Um, the creditors didn't know who to sue. So they sued everybody, including me. Um, I, as it turned out, I didn't realize this um, until all the chips fell where they were, but that my partner had been running the company on my credit cards um, and I was a million dollars plus in credit card debt, which I didn't even think was possible. I didn't even know credit card companies would loan an individual a million dollars, and uh, but, it, but it was so. And so um, during that time, I just I was just pressed from all angles. Um, I lost my income, I lost my health, I um, lost my family. I, I just about lost my mind. It was it was just devastating. And um, in that place, I I said to the Lord, Rachel, um, I don't know what to do. You know, like tell me what to do because to me. It doesn't look like there's enough life in my lifetime to ever dig out of this pit. And um, and the Lord said to me, 
Uh, I want you to empower and equip Christian leaders to be influencers as writers, speakers, coaches, and online entrepreneurs. Now that was my zone, that's what I know, and I know it very well. I've been doing it all of my adult life. Um, but at the time, you know, we often talk ourselves out of, out of our own success or even out of obeying the call of God on our lives, right? So um, I said, well, I'm um, gonna be newly divorced here. And from what I can tell, there's not much of a market for divorced women in ministry. You know, <laughs> like there's not a, people aren't standing in line for that. Um, but, um, you know, I, I just always kind of subscribe to the idea that, that um, plan B is really not God's best. God's best is plan A, you know? I, and I think if you struggle with the Lord and you just, you know, resist his will long enough, you're probably gonna get plan B or C or D by default, right? But for me, I've always kind of felt like if God tells me to do something, then I'm responsible to do it. And, and if I do, then the favor of God is gonna be on my life for provision and protection and direction. So I am well served to stop resisting God. And so I, um, I launched a new company and ministry called Kingdom Builders Academy. And um, that was about nine or 10 years ago. And since that time, I have trained Christian leaders all over the world, over 100,000 of them. We've created just thousands and thousands of best-selling authors, um, over 500, I stopped counting at 500, number one best-selling authors, not just bestsellers, but number one bestsellers. I'm very proud of that. Um, and I've had the privilege of meeting all kinds of amazing leaders, like the one and only Rachel Slay all day, Tucker. <laughs> So I'm so super proud of you and what you're doing. And now you're equipping God's people in, in the realm of your giftedness. So that's my story. It was, uh, there it is. Yeah, so I just wanna speak on that before we move on is, yes, so I um, was also called uh, to equip um, women uh, to do the same. And I had spent probably six years just spinning my wheels, uh, throwing money away uh, on things that weren't working. And, um, my husband actually signed up, didn't do anything with it. And I got grabbed a hold of it. And literally in two weeks, just following the stuff that you give us in two weeks su successfully filled uh, a coaching program. Doesn't that just blow your mind? I mean, it's so incredible. It is. And it's, it's really just, um, not to downplay the amazing uh, program it is, but literally anybody, if they can just follow directions, you know, can be successful. Um, it's a step-by-step -step process and it's amazing. And that's, this book is really awesome too. That's what you're kind of, uh, your newest one. Well, um, let's, give that, let's give that away to our viewers today. So um, if you go to bookonpurpose, bookonpurpose.com, you can download a free copy of, of that book. So if you if you have, this is especially for you, if you feel the call of God on your life for ministry, if you feel um, an entrepreneurial calling in, in business, if you would like to do something on the side that is very fulfilling to you and also provides additional income for you. So like if you feel gifted in the realms of teaching or public speaking or writing, or you just have a curious nature about 
how to how to create money from online business. That's my expertise and that's what I really download for you in that book. It's very fun, interactive, full of um, case studies. I don't know, Rachel, I'll have to get you in the new in the new edition of, of the book. We update it. <laughs> And for me, the, what attracted me is Tamara's life is built on the foundation of Jesus Christ, as is as is Kingdom Builders Academy. So, um, just everything they do, it's it's the foundation is solid. So that that was important to me. So that's the reason that um, I joined and have been following you for a while, and finally um, I get to do it now. So it's awesome. So. So what was the catalyst that inspired you? Um, I think you've probably already kind of talked about this, but what was the, that thing that said, or that moment or that event that transpired that really uh, launched Kingdom Builders Academy? Well, it was interesting because like, I didn't have a, really a background in um, online business. Like my, my business was in-person live events, selling tickets, filling arenas. And I knew that, and because I knew that realm, and also had written a New York Times best-selling book, so I know the the writing and publishing field real well. I know public speaking, I know business building, right? So I I had what I needed, but but yet I didn't know the online space, and and it's a real you know it's a real particular space, right? There's certain things that that are sort of conventional wisdom, like, hey, if you do this, this, and this, you'll be successful, and then you do this, this, and this, and you're going, wait, I built a website, I, I published a book, I let everybody know I'm a public speaker. I haven't gotten one invitation. In fact, nobody's even coming to my website, right? So you think you do these things, and, and you're gonna get instant success, and it's really not that way, and it discourages a lot of people. So one of the real tipping points for me, Rachel, was that I had personally met some really dynamic speakers and gifted communicators, brilliant authors, people who had a tremendous message, a life experience. Maybe they survived the death of a child or, or you know, a health crisis or a financial crisis and had really learned some things that could empower people to get out of those situations quicker. You know, like the, there's a saying that, that a wise person learns from his own mistakes, but the, a wiser person learns from somebody else's mistakes. Like, why do you want to make those mistakes? Learn from somebody else's. So I saw all these tremendous communicators, but they didn't know what to do. You know, they didn't know how to get speaking gigs. They didn't know how to publish their books. They didn't know how to start an online business. So even though they had something, they didn't know what to do with what they had. And, and for me, that is like one of the happiest things that I see is what I'm seeing right now on your face. Mm -hmm. It's when I see my students doing it. You know, they, you know, you, you've launched a podcast and you've launched a coaching program and you've done videos and you've done webinars and you've made offers and you've sold online courses. You know, you didn't know any of this stuff or really even how to go about doing it not too long ago. And now you do. So that's one of the happiest things for me. The saddest thing for me is to see really talented, gifted people with a call of God on their lives not fulfill the call of God on their life because they don't have a mentor and they don't know what to do. So that was a real tipping point for me. Yeah, that's key because, you know, it says in the Bible to buy wisdom. Um, and it really, for me, the reason you should is because it's, it's having skin in the game. Um, it's having accountability um, and it just having a mentor just helps you 
how do you say it? Get there a lot quicker than most people and having to skip all the, like you said, all the mistakes, like you've already, school hard knocks, right? You've already done that um, and you've laid it out for everybody. And I, I'm just a witness of it. I've, I've done it, I'm doing it. I can continue to do it, so. Well, you hit on a real, real point there, which is um, very biblical, you know, um, when God called me to do what I'm doing right now, and I told you the situation was really horrible that I was in, and financially, I was so upside down. And um, I, I remember, Rachel, I had $6,000 to my name, but you know, I was living in a, in a house and five bedrooms and bills to pay, and you know, had been living this really large, lavish lifestyle when the rug was pulled out from under me. And, um, and so I was seeking the Lord for direction. And um, as I was praying, I saw this woman's face before my eyes and I recognized her as a woman that I had spoken on a conference with. Now her and I had not even spoken. Maybe we, we said hello or something, but I'd never even had a conversation with her. And um, the Lord said to me, I want you to go and, and see her model. Um, she's doing an event and I want you to go to it. And, um, and I thought, wow, that's very specific direction. Let me look her up. I remembered her name uh, and I looked her up and sure enough, she was doing an event and it was in Las Vegas. And the event interestingly was on public speaking. And you know, now I've been a public speaker, believe it or not, since I was young, like three, four years old. I was, um, my parents had me speaking on the motivational circuit, um, which is kind of crazy, but I was, I was a little child prodigy and every weekend I did motivational speeches on stage with Zig Ziglar and Robert Schuller and like really the greats of the day. And then as an adult, a young adult, I worked with those same people. And um, anyway, I, uh, I looked, looked up this event sure enough in las vegas it was on public speaking and i thought well i've forgotten more about public speaking than than this lady probably even knows because i've been doing it all my life but god didn't tell me to go and take a look at her content he said go and take a look at her model and so by the time you paid for the ticket which was a three thousand dollar ticket price to attend this event um airfare hotel food etc car rental it was gonna take up all of the $6,000 that I had. And I thought, well, I can either, you know, pay my bills this month, or I can go to this event like God told me to do. And it's really kind of a no risk situation because I'm gonna be out of that $6,000 either way. If it's not this month, it's next month that I can't pay my bills. So I might as well just go. And so, um, but I think there's a real principle in that. And here's the principle is like, if you think that, that you're going to put a price tag on your services that you're not willing to pay, then you're a hypocrite, right? And, and you can't line up emotionally, spiritually, in the faith realm, um, when, when you're at odds with yourself, right? You're saying, you know what, hey, it's worth it to pay me $3,000 to coach you, but hey, I'm not really willing to pay $3,000 for somebody to coach me, right? So I, I think that there is a real principle of reciprocity in that, you know, that, that if you're not willing 
to do what, what you are asking other people to do. If you're not willing to invest your money and in, in paying for wisdom, as Rachel was quoting the scripture, you know, buying wisdom. Um, if you're not willing to do that, why should anybody do it for you? And so, so internally, you know this and you're fighting this conflict in yourself. So, you know, hey, if there's anybody out there, you're a speaker, you're, you're a writer, you're a coach, um, and, and you've put a price tag on your services that you haven't been willing to pay anybody else, hey, if it's not working, maybe that's why, you know? I mean, like that's kind of, kind of hard truth there, but I think, I think that there's really legitimacy to that, you know, and- Sewing. Yeah. Sewing, I think. I agree. I absolutely agree. And, you know, I would much rather pay somebody else to save myself trouble right like you know if if i can can pay a consultant or i can pay somebody to do it with me or do it for me and save time and also save money because you know you're gonna lose more than more than just money because it's gonna cost you more to figure it out the most important thing is you're gonna lose time and you're gonna lose energy by trying to figure out everything yourself and that's why I looked at my field and I saw people aren't making it because they get spent out and they get worn out before they figure it out, right? So better to better to have somebody help you in that arena if you need it. Yes, yeah, I absolutely agree. And plus, I've experienced it myself, <laughs> absolutely. So one thing I wanna ask you about is um, what are some lessons that you learned? And you know, this whole summit is about you know, Holy Spirit power, like the authority that we were given uh, because Jesus, you know, died on the cross and then sent us the Holy Spirit, you know, our paraclete in order that we can do even greater things. So I want you to tell our viewers, what is a lesson that you learned maybe overcoming that season of your life and where you really saw where you really had to, like Brooke Bloom checked me on this because I because I've said many times like, you know, I had to get out of God's way in order to let Him work. She's like, but what if we just get swept up in Him? And I said, yes, I like that better. So, <laughs> what? <laughs> just some lessons that you've learned and where you've you've had to get swept up in God and let the Holy Spirit kind of reign through that challenge. Yeah. So, um. One of the things that I learned was um, to not remove the old landmarks, as scripture says, don't remove the old landmarks. So what does that mean? That means that there are, there are landmark occasions in our lives that, that our lives are marked by the tangible, powerful presence of God. Um, so maybe you have been in a crisis situation and you saw the hand of God move for you. Um, maybe the doctors gave you a negative report, but then you believe the report of the Lord and the doctors changed their report. Or, you know, maybe there was a financial crisis that you had and God supernaturally provided finances for you, but you know what, what those landmark occasions are in your life. So when you're facing another occasion like that, um, I was I was talking to Rachel before the broadcast. I'm just getting ready to buy a new piece of property, and um, it just happened so suddenly. Like I wasn't planning on doing it at all, but in two weeks' time, I had a buyer for my current house, a signed contract to buy the new place, 
financing in place, like everything that I needed, God just miraculously did it. So these are landmark occasions. And when you're in a crisis, go back and revisit your old landmarks and you'll see the faithfulness of God is, is the timeline of your life, right? So every, every time where you've had your back pressed up against the wall, God somehow worked it all together for good. And then you want to rest in that right because um in every test requires a rest every test requires a rest so you know you can worry about it and be stressed and anxiety and have just this knot in your stomach the whole time but it's completely unnecessary and i really don't think that it's god pleasing i think it's god pleasing that we rest in his provision so that was one of the things that i learned um and another is like unto it and that is that um what I have learned, and maybe you've not been there, I hope you haven't, but in case you ever do visit the deepest, darkest, most brutal and foreboding parts of the abyss, um, in the deepest crisis and the deepest hell that you can go through, there are no answers. In the deepest part of the pit, there are no answers. And you can do what I did for years of my life going through this is just stay up all night long, you know, two, three, four o'clock in the morning, and your mind is turning and turning and turning and trying to figure out a way to get out of this. But the revelation that I had was that in the deepest, darkest parts of the abyss, there are no answers. Thinking will never get you out of the pit. You have to trust your way out. You can't think your way out. You have got to trust your way out. And that's when you just lean into God and you are just fully abandoned to him and and saying, Jesus, take the wheel, you know? And um, that that has served me well, learning how to trust and learning how to rest. And it is, it's a lesson to be learned, um, has served me well. And if you can learn from my mistakes, because I didn't always do it right, and I still don't always do it right. So I have to, I have to examine my own landmarks, right? But those are two lessons that are life lessons that I have I have lived by and I have seen the the favor of God in response to it. And and I will tell you everything, Rachel, everything that, that I lost, everything that was taken from me, everything that was stolen from me, um, God has completely restored and more. He has, you know, I felt like, oh gosh, you know, now I'm a divorced middle-aged woman, single mother and you know no income and my reputation is destroyed and you know i'm like a like a byword that people shake their heads at you know here's somebody who started to build and couldn't finish and you know and the devil told me you'll never 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 you'll never write again you'll never speak again you'll have no influence you'll never have a ministry you'll never travel you'll you'll never get married again you'll never buy anything without looking at the price tag you're gonna have money problems all your life this is just the soundtrack of my life for years and, um, you know, the devil's a liar. It doesn't make it any easier going through it necessarily to know that. But, but uh, I can tell you that, that um, I had a Job experience. I lost everything. And I had a Job experience. Everything and more was given back to me. Mm. Yes, praise the Lord. And also that I, I don't think a lot of people realize this, but worry is actually sin. <laughs> it's sin. And it's and it, what what sin does, what does sin do? It separates you 
from him. Smart. Yep. Yeah. Whatever does not come from faith is sin, the Bible says. So if, if you're operating in the fear zone, you're also, also operating in the disobedience sin zone. Yeah. Yeah. That was an aha for me uh, when that was brought to my attention too. By a mentor. <laughs> you know, the ones that can see your blind spots that you can't see. So so what's the what's your best advice for somebody uh, just starting out in this space the the space of man I want to do I want to I want to build kingdom people too using my gifts kind of like what you're teaching people to do in Kingdom Builders Academy whatever their niche is and there's so many of them I've I've spoke I have you know I I'm actually friends I'm actually a KBA coach also it's sure. one of my get tos and I love it because I am speaking to so many different people so. What's, what's the best advice you can give to somebody starting out there? Um, the first thing I would do is I would go and download a copy of that book on purpose and you can get that at bookonpurpose.com, book on purpose, free copy for you and work through that because it's going to, it's kind of like a workbook and it's going to ask you questions about what do you like to do and what do people ask you advice about and hey, if you could do anything in the world and get paid for it, what would that thing be? Um, who do you want to help? Who do you feel called to? You know, do you have a dream in your in your heart that's from God? You know, have you received some prophetic words of you know confirming this? Okay, all right. Well, let's identify that thing first of all, and then um, let's let's create a blueprint for moving in the direction of your dream. You know, too many people think, too many Christians think that because you know god's given them a vision and people have affirmed it and maybe you know somebody that they didn't know got some word of knowledge or something you know gave them a confirming word you know well it's just going to automatically come to pass really well when was the last time that that happened you know like i want to pay my taxes that's good enough i want to do it it's in my heart to pay my taxes really have you filed have you filed any forms yet you know, because just just wanting to do it is not enough. Or you know, um, oh, I I, I want to be a brain surgeon. Do you think you're gonna skip medical school? You think you're gonna skip medical school, and anybody's gonna let you operate on their brain, right? But somehow in this realm of you know dreams and desires and goals, particularly in the Christian realm, people think if they have a vision, that's enough. You know, I have a vision. I have faith for this. You know, I have total faith for it. Okay, well. Paul said, you know, you show me your faith by what you say. I show you my faith by what I do, right? And um, faith without action is dead. It says in Hebrews 11 that that um, the Israelites heard the word of the Lord. They saw miraculous things and that that word of the Lord did not profit them at all. Didn't profit them at all because they did not mix faith with it. So you need faith, but you also need action. You know, faith without action useless it's dead mm -hmm. so you have to take action right so you know if you have if you have a dream that's all well and good but what are you doing to move in the direction of your dreams practically speaking okay like Rachel she wanted to coach she wanted to write books she wanted to do podcasts build a brand what did she do she got help right she learned how to do it she started applying herself and she's worked like I didn't give her anything I gave her a blueprint yeah. you know but she took action on that and she did it and she got the result so you know i would say you know just push your own buttons a little bit you know don't let yourself off the hook so, so easily because we tend to do that we tend to give into our fear and give into our insecurity and you know i've done it myself i know exactly what that feels like but at the end of the day 
we are going to have to answer to the call of God on our lives, right? I don't, I don't think, I, I think that we're gonna, you know, maybe we'll have a little, little entrance exam at the pearly gates, you know? What did you do with my son? Who else did you bring with you? Because I think evangelizing and soul winning is a big part of the Christian life. And what did you do with the call of God on your life? You know, like I gave you a mission, did you do it? So we have to realize that at the end of the day, there's gonna be an accounting and we have 70 years more or less to make good on what God has called us to do. We better get busy because we're not getting any younger. <laughs> That's true. And when you said, um, like your insecurity like so that's like where the devil always in my personal experience my insecurity has always been in like my the type of mother that i am uh because i am so mission driven that he'll get me at, right there at that at that area man and taking me down um in that area of insecurity but um understanding i think this is a, a really important thing that people need to learn one how to distinguish that voice from the, your father's voice and it's really simple is your father doesn't talk to you like that right yeah. like he doesn't so i like that you said that because that's something that's just been on my mind um because he he gets me there you know uh, but i you know like you said devil's a liar <laughs> rachel i remember one time i can't tell you the city because they all blend together because for 20 years of my life i was in a different city every week and um that's a lot that takes a toll on you and but i never felt happy or settled or fulfilled because when i was at home i felt a responsibility to my organization and when i was on the road i felt a responsibility to my children mm -hmm. and so no matter where i was i was always feeling like i wasn't measuring up and i remember i was in i remember the elevators i don't remember what city i was in i was on the road I was at the elevator at the hotel, waiting for the elevator to come. And I just about had a breakdown. I was just like, God, I cannot take this pressure anymore. Like I'm not happy at home. I'm not happy at the road. I'm always feeling like I'm letting somebody down and I can't live like this. I need deliverance. And just like that, God set me free. I can't mm -hmm. explain it, but I just, all of a sudden I just knew like, I'm on the road now. This is my mission. This is where I'm supposed to be. I'm at peace about it. My kids are well. When I went home, I was like, this is my focus. I'm here with my kids, my company as well. And, um, you know, so yeah, sometimes your company. <laughs> that's awesome. Zach, yeah. you run your company. Yeah, that's right. My son now runs my, my organization. So, um, you know, sometimes, and I, I had another experience like that one time when, um, my, my youngest was little and he was on the road with me. We were sitting in the green room. I was getting ready to go on stage and, and um, it just occurred to me that the enemy had been bothering me with fear <clears throat> about my child. And I told the girl who was helping me with the, with the baby, I said, agree with me in prayer right now. And she just kind of jumped. And, <laughs> and I, I said, I just want all of the words of hell to know before God and all the holy angels that you are not going to speak to me anymore about my son. Never again. I take the sword of the spirit. I cut off your tongue in the name of Jesus. You will not say one word to me about my son in Jesus name. And I just like in the spirit realm, put an end to it. Right. And do you know, from that day to this, he's, uh, he's turning 22 this month. 
Um, <clears throat> not a word. And I mean, that kid got in some deep, deep trouble before returning to the Lord. And even during that time, the enemy would not talk to me about my son, you know, but it's <clears throat> so often the things that, that we get are the things that we tolerate, right? And, and the minute that, that you say, okay, no more, no way, and draw a line in the sand and take a spiritual stand because we do have authority in Christ. And, you know, like it or not, the enemy has to obey because we're operating in the authority of Christ when we issue divine decrees and we say this far and no further. And then he can't cross that line. He just can't cross that line. And if you don't yes. it, try it. Yes. Yes, I love that. Thank you. <laughs> so I think, I think that one of the reasons that I love you so much is because we're alike in the way that we're pretty much open books. And I think we did that because uh, the devil lied to us so much about, you better not tell him about that. You better not tell him about that. That finally, when we realized that. So I had a question of what's one thing most people don't know about you, but I feel like <laughs> you're an open book like I am, but I'm going to ask it anyway. What's one thing that like most people don't know about you? Oh, um, Yes, I am quite the open book. I'm trying to think of some, you know, some great trivia. Um, I have traveled to 88 countries. I've done missionary trips around the world. I um, speak Spanglish, a little bit of <laughs> Spanish English. And um, uh, I, I'm artistic, you know, people don't usually see that, but I, I like, um, home improvement projects and I'm, you know, I guess that's like where the writing and doing videos and product creation comes into. That's awesome. Yes, did not know that. I think I knew that about maybe the countries, not the number though. So awesome. And so uh, just one more time where they can go and download your book. Yeah, so you can go to bookonpurpose, bookonpurpose.com. You can download the book there if you're a, um, speaker or writer or online entrepreneur or coach or somebody who wants to be, that book is going to be of immeasurable value to you. And if you want a little extra help along the way, then um, uh, you can even hop on the phone with myself or one of my coaches like Rachel, and we can kind of talk you through what it is that you want to do and give you some direction in terms of, you know, what your next steps would be and what you need to learn. and and uh, what you can expect along the way. So we really help you with a game plan call there. And uh, if that's you, we would love to do it. I don't know, because we kind of periodically, like this year, for example, um, I took in about 100 new protégés at the beginning of the year. And um, and then we closed, closed down admission into my inner circle. And just recently, we've we've opened up a few spaces. So we're doing um, we're doing calls with prospective students. So we're interviewing them, and they're interviewing us. And if it's a good fit, then then we can help you build your brand. So what what we do is we build your whole website, and we give you your your uh, CRM, which is where you house your email database. We help get your list built, so you've got people to communicate with, help you with social media marketing, teach you how to do online courses. So it's all the pieces in the box, basically but we're very stringent about you know who we bring into this group because it's a commitment you know like I'm making a year-long commitment 
my team, my coaches make a year-long commitment to our students, and our students make a year-long commitment to themselves. So, for instance, Rachel, when she came into my inner circle, you know, we said, look, you're going to have to give us seven hours a week. If you don't have seven hours a week, you can't pay enough to get in this group. You just can't, you know, like it's an investment of your time as well. So we, we say you have to, to have two hours of information and then five hours of implementation per week. So you're, you know, watching videos, you're coming on a coaching call, asking questions, interacting in the community for two hours. And then for five hours, you got to be doing it. You got to be doing what we just taught you. And that's how we get this amazing, you know, success stories with our students is because they're actually doing it, not just learning it. Some people think that learning is like a substitution for doing and it's just not. It's not. And it's also for people who have established, like, so for myself, I was, I already had a brand, I already had a business, just not going anywhere. And even Robia Scott, who's part of this summit is, I mean, she already has a well-established list, you know, in the movies, you know, you know all about her, but still she came into Kingdom Builders Academy because she's, she knows that in order to go next level, you need a mentor, you need a, a, a blueprint. And plus I got to meet her through this. It's so awesome. <laughs> yeah, we have a great community. We really do. I'm so thankful for, for our students and our coaches. And yeah. it just really is, um, it's, it's everything that I dreamed of. It is, you know, like I just saw so much competitiveness and business and ministry and it's just, you know, it's ridiculous. It's like Jesus said, the poor you have with you always, um, you know, like there's no end of people to serve. We don't have to compete over sinners. You know, there's no end of them. Right. And I just envisioned a, a community where God's people would support and encourage one another and that it would be collaborative. And that's exactly what, what our community is. Like the level of, of support and camaraderie, it's just off the charts. So I'm, I'm super grateful. And I'm grateful it to is. you. Thank you for inviting me. I, I've had such a great time talking with you. I look forward to seeing the, the whole um, evolution of all the awesome things that you're doing. And um, thank you so much. I I just love being a part. Thank you so much, Coach, Coach Tam. Bookonpurpose.com. Go and download it. I love you, Coach Tam. Love you too. God bless you. Bye now. Thanks so much for listening to Underdog to Top Dog. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please feel free to rate, subscribe, and review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Until next time.